What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackman, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast, Pittsburgh Steelers. They are days away from the NFL combined and exciting week, the beginning, really, of the NFL draft journey. And right after that is free agency, trades, the NFL draft. It all begins in a matter of days. We got plenty to talk about, including a very important conference call that Stephen was on yesterday. Some interesting additions that the Pittsburgh Steelers might be able to make to their defense this offseason. And then one theory on why the Pittsburgh Steelers are totally going to avoid a specific quarterback, a quarterback we have talked way too much about this offseason because, well, their new offensive coordinator just simply does not want him. It's a beautiful day here in the Berg. It's supposed to be a beautiful week. Is it not a beautiful day? Have you been outside? No, but I guess maybe maybe it looks oh, beautiful. I, I don't I know. Was out, I did a little walk-in this morning. It's very warm. It's deceiving. It's deceivingly cloudy. Very nice outside. I would say for February, not bad. Nick, our boy producer Nick, down there trying to get some skiing in in Maryland this weekend. Don't think that's going to happen, but I hope that he's enjoying himself in the lounge, you know, sipping some espresso martinis and having himself a good time in some snow boots. How are you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling good. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm not skiing. I'm not a skiing guy. I've never no. been a skiing guy. Um, but like everyone, everyone I know goes skiing. You know, it's weird. I feel I feel left out a little bit. But I know as soon as I step on a mountain, I would I would eat. I would instantly you know fall on my ass. It would not be a good time. No, hundred percent. I've never I've never gone skiing in my life. I used to snowboard when I was a kid Ooh. and. Yeah, some, but somewhere along the way, I just, like, lost it. You know how they say riding a bike, you never forget. Snowboarding, you You, you never learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, just, it never sticks. And I just, I, one day I went, I sucked, and I was like, yeah, we're done. We're never doing this. This is terrible. I don't know how people, but, I mean, hey, I hope Nick has a great time. He seems, he seems like, you know, if, you are, if you're going on ski trips, you're a skier. You know, you're a right. guy that this is, this is your vacation, so I hope he's enjoying himself. I hope wherever he is, it's a lot colder than it is in Pittsburgh right now, but you know, if you're listening, have a good time down there, producer Nick. Let's talk about some Pittsburgh Steelers. There are two names that have popped up over the last 24 hours in connection to the Pittsburgh Steelers, both named landing spots. One, a home run hitter in the NFL draft. The other, probably a pretty big splash in free agency. That's where we'll start. Pro Football Network has named C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Detroit Lions safety nickel all-around defensive back as a potential landing spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers, saying, quote, Steelers slot corner Chandon Sullivan is on track for free agency, while Pittsburgh might try to find a better second safety to play opposite Minka Fitzpatrick this offseason. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, haven't heard that name in a while, could (laughs) compete for both roles and shouldn't cost much after missing most of the 2023 campaign with the pectoral injury. After are another one-year contract in the six to eight million dollars range could make some sense. You hear six to eight million dollars. What are your thoughts there? Also, a guy that's twenty-six years old is coming off an injury, but was still able to play pretty well in the in the postseason for the Lions. I mean, you think this is a move that makes sense for Pittsburgh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially at that price point, six to eight yeah. million dollars. That's that's a dream. Um, you know, sucks that he got injured, that CJ got injured, but I mean, yeah. that works out pretty well for the Steelers. I mean, I I think this would be a really great move, um, especially because um, I don't think the safety class in this NFL draft is particularly strong. Um, And I think 
CJ Gardner Johnson would be a pretty obvious upgrade over literally anyone on the roster, yes. not named Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah. He's he's really good, um, and I, I think last year his all the games that he missed kind of uh, I I don't know if that gave people a different impression of him if it made you know if it made him kind of go under the radar a little bit, but. This is a guy who had six interceptions a year ago. He defends every pass, basically, it seems like, thrown his way. He makes so many splash plays, too. Like, this guy gets tackles for loss. He gets uh, interceptions. He's, you know, making tons of tackles. Like, he's just all over the field. Um, And I feel like that's just a very Steelers, you know, Steelers safety kind of thing to do um, is just to kind of not let any play go on without you being involved. Um, I I really like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I think he's really good. I think he talks a ton of trash. I think he has an attitude too, which I like as well. Um, and at that price point, like hard to ignore that he could be a real, 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 real big impact player for the Steelers. I agree. I agree. Even if you're getting him for a one-year deal, he's 26 years old, so he's young. This is a dude that you could hopefully turn into a developmental piece and a guy that plays alongside Minka Fitzpatrick for a while. That price point is beautiful. Six to $8 million is no issue for the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially because, I mean, you're you're paying – Keanu Neal, one point, whatever. You're playing Deontay Johnson, or not Deontay Johnson, uh, Demonte KZ, one point, whatever, million dollars. I mean, you move on from both of those guys, you could go get somebody else for a million bucks later if you need to, or keep Demonte KZ for a million bucks and you're totally fine. You move on from Patrick Peterson, there's your $6 million immediately. So there are options to make that deal happen and make that money work. I think this is a huge, like, this is this is immediately my favorite signing. We talked about Eddie ja- Eddie Jackson the other day, and that's a guy that does make a lot of sense for the Steelers and I think would be awesome. Splash veteran guy, totally rounds out your secondary, allows you to, I don't know, ease up, less worry, allow Minka Fitzpatrick to do so many other things. Gardner Johnson, I think, is in the same boat, minus four years on his NFL career, which I think, is very helpful. When he was with the Eagles, he was a stud. Like, I mean, last year he was good, and I enjoyed just the small glimpse that we got of him in Detroit. But when he was in Philadelphia, I don't know how this dude didn't get signed immediately in free agency. I don't know how he wasn't one of the biggest names out there on the open market when he left Philadelphia. I don't know why Philadelphia let him walk in the first place. But, the, I mean, he was he was one of, if not the best, secondary member of the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe outside of Jalen Mills. But, or is it Jalen Mills? Is that the no, no Darius uh, Slay? Darius Slay. Jalen Mills is a Patriot, sir. That's uh, yeah, he is a Patriot. <laughs> but Darius Slay was Darius Slay yeah. also a Patriot? Yes. Uh, yeah, no, no, see? no. But Slay is a yeah. Slay's an Eagle. Yeah. He's a former Lion. He's a former. See, I'm getting them yes. connections. They're yes, all there. there. Uh, outside of Darius Slay, I think that Gardner Johnson was probably the best secondary guy that they had. Dude's a stud. I think it makes a lot of sense. I like that he talks a little bit of trash. I don't know how much the Steelers need more trash talk going on, but. I'm all about a fiery safety who could, you know, take the pedal and, and and make it work. You think this is a realistic option for the Steelers? Like, you think the Steelers would look at a guy like C.J. Gardner Johnson and say this is somebody we could add to the secondary? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, especially because the 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 expected price is so low. Like, I don't yeah. know why you wouldn't uh, kind of go look for something like this. Especially, you know, you move on from KZ, you move on from. Uh, excuse me, Keanu Neal. Um, they're just they have many op- they have a ton of opportunities to open up some cap space for him, and they've already opened up a little bit with getting rid of Minka and or not Minka, Mitch, uh, Mitch Trubisky and Chooks, and there was one more Presley Harvin. So like they have some money to play around with, and 
this would be a, a great place to, I feel like, cause also they're going to, when we talk about a lot of the Steelers needs, I feel like a lot of their needs are going to kind of the holes in their roster. They feel like they yeah. want to address in the draft. Quite honestly, that feels like the way things are kind of generally headed right now. Like there aren't many free agents left that I'm like, Oh, the Steelers will definitely be in on this guy. He'll they'll definitely yeah. be in on this guy. Like, I don't think it's going to be a big spending spree this off season, um, but I think it will. Um, I, I, so that I think they'll have some money to play around with. And I think this is one of the places where they'll take a swing in free agency, as opposed to waiting for the draft to try and find someone you can plug and play immediately. I agree. And I think that he, I think Gardner Johnson's a guy that he's so young that you, you could move away from the draft. Like if your thought was we need a safety and we're going to get one in the second or third round of the NFL draft. Cool. But if not, and like you said, the, the, the options in the draft are not great, especially once you move past the first, I mean, really at all at any point yeah. in the draft, but at 26 years old, you could view him as a guy that you're looking to get four years out of, you know, that's a draft pick. And mm-hmm. at that point, I mean, him and Minka Fitzpatrick with Joey Porter jr. And hopefully another first or second round corner. Like that's great. That is a phenomenal secondary young, right. exactly what you're looking for. I mean, that's the youth movement that I think the Steelers need as opposed to what they've been going after, which is just like veterans who are proven and can kind of plug and play, bring that leadership. I think that's the other part of Gardner Johnson is that he's been in the league and he's made an impact long enough at this point that he is a veteran. Like he's a guy that you view and could say he's stepping in here. There's not much of a learning curve. If any learning curve at all, you should expect him to make an impact immediately he's played on enough team i think he's played on three teams at this point in his career like he's he's a dude that could could come in here and and just fill fill a gap fill the exact gap that you know really the steelers are are looking for would you go because you were a bit big eddie jackson guy would you go cj same price we'll say same price tag cj gardner johnson eddie jackson oh cj gardner johnson yeah. i mean he's younger uh he's I mean, I guess it's the same price, but I, I figure he's going to be cheaper than Eddie Jackson in the real world. Um, I'm, I'm much more in on C.J. Gardner-Johnson uh, than than Eddie Jackson, I would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. Just because of the age. Just simply right. because of I mean, that's what really you can the only, do long term. It's really the only difference, right? And I think I, – I mean, I think Gardner-Johnson has some better, like – I guess you would call him ball skills. Like, he just – like he had six picks during his last full season. Like that's ridiculous. He led the league in him. Like yeah. and just all the tackles for loss. Like I, he just makes tons of plays around the ball. That Jackson is solid, but he seems like more of a a run stuffer as opposed to a uh, as opposed to like a a kind of ball skills guy, a turnover guy. Like I think Gardner Johnson has the better uh, the better odds of like making splash plays like he does that yes. a lot more i feel like than than Eddie jackson does which i feel like it's a game changer too exactly and you can move him around you can play him in the slot you can play him in yeah. safety i think that versatility allows you to do a lot of things name to watch certainly a name to watch for the pittsburgh steelers so let's keep it trucking with the defensive side of the ball you spoke to daniel jeremiah yesterday you were on the giant zoom call that goes out every year talking about the nfl draft and all the options for different teams he addressed the pittsburgh steelers labeled their quote-unquote home run hitter when it comes to the first pick or their first pick in the NFL draft, pick number 20. Tell the folks uh, what you learned yesterday. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, Jeremiah, he, he got asked about the Steelers, and he really got one question about the Steelers, but he he said they could go in about six different directions. With the He, he named literally every offensive line position except for left tackle because he likes Broderick Jones. Um, yeah. 
as a direction they could go in the NFL draft. He really likes this team and what they did in the draft last year, just getting a little bigger, adding some size, adding some physicality. And he wants them to keep doing that on the defensive side of the ball. He thought uh, Toledo corner, Quinion Mitchell, was the, like you said, home run pick for them, um, which my ears kind of perked up because I didn't even know this guy was going to kind of be in range for them. Um, He is a fast riser. He had a really good senior bowl um, on top of a really good final season in college. So um, this guy really gets after the ball. Like Gardner Johnson, he's a ball hawk. Uh, He gets a ton of picks. Um, He's always around the ball, defending passes. I think he had 19 last season. Um, 19 pass deflections? Yeah, or I think he's defensed. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's um. So it was, it's a ton. Like this guy, this guy's a stud. Um, so I was all about it. I think uh, getting another corner that you can just lock down and say this is, this is our guy moving forward. And then you've got two two stud corners and two young stud corners that you can lean on for the next at least three years. I mean, until Joey Porter Jr. has uh, a decision to make about his contract. Like you've just, it's just so, it would be such a luxury to not have to worry about your corner spots moving forward. Cause it's just, it was a little patchwork trying to figure out that other corner spot last year. And I can only imagine having another guy in there that you're just so certain about for the next few years, like just having corner, not be a position that you have to worry about for like three years. That's, that'd be awesome. Um, so I was all about the Quinion Mitchell pick. I, I think, I think it'd be a good move. Just kind of got to hope that he falls there, you know? Yeah. And I mean, there, I guess there are a couple corners there that you, uh, that would go in front of him. Like there's Kool-Aid McKinstry. I'm trying to remember the other names, but like this guy won't be the first name off the board in the corner draft. So I feel like he will kind of be in range for the Steelers. You just kind of got to hope quite honestly, that doesn't rise anymore. Right. Because he's like, he's got some positive momentum. And I feel like at, at the combine, he could raise his stock a little bit more. And the Steelers honestly wouldn't really want that. Cause then he kind of lifts out of their range. I agree. I agree. And this is the time of year where guys are flying up the board. But at the same time, especially when I think it comes to the cornerback position, you get those guys that move so quickly up the board that once the draft, there's such a gap between the combine and the actual draft that things start to settle a little bit. And corner is such a, I don't know, I want to say an unappealing position that the quarterbacks move, the offensive line. You know what I mean? You go to pro days and you're just like, well, Dewan Jones was standing around and that guy moved four spots up the draft board. Like that's, you know, the, you get those like real appealing and corners of it. It's not an unattractive position, but just compared to other positions and how deep the class is, I think that could help. But I agree. Like this is the time of year where this guy post combine, this guy runs a four, whatever you are immediately thinking, yeah, he might not be in the Steelers. I mean, that was the Joey Porter Jr. thing. At that point, you were thinking, is Joey even going to be around for the Steelers? Or or is he, you know, at, I mean, at one point, people were talking like, is Julian Brents the, going right. to be the top corner option for the Steelers once they come around? And he was like a third and, rounder, right? Like That's what was... I'm saying. Everything mm-hmm. shakes out differently. The combined is everybody sp- spikes and then corners kind of, it's a position that settles, which is good. But I agree with you. Mitchell's a stud. I heard nothing but great things about the senior bowl. I mean, Nick Martin talked about him every single day. He was he was the star that that shined brightest down in Mobile. I agree with you when it comes to the cornerback position, especially in the AFC today. When you are going against Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and all these guys constantly. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a, is a guy on the rise. CJ Stroud is a guy on the rise. Like when you have to go against all these guys all the time, 
to not to have a secondary. I mean, it's just a game changer. Like it's you you now you no longer win through. Oh, can T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith get to the quarterback fast enough? You give them plenty of time to get to the quarterback because you now have corners who could shut these guys down and make plays and force turnovers. I mean, how many times did we hear last year where Mike Tomlin would, would come to a press conference on Tuesday and say uh, we didn't turn the ball over enough? You know, you <laughs> yeah. you get those corners. You know, you now you now get the turn. Like it, it's a total game changer. I think it's like an offensive lineman would be great, but I would feel a lot more comfortable if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers plug in Dan Moore in at left tackle and say, okay, cool. Or Spencer Anderson at right tackle, if that's how you're feeling at the end of it and keeping the, the offensive lineman that you have right now, then starting Joey Porter jr. And somebody that you're eh, on at corner. If you could have star corners, that's the way to go. Right. I mean, it's like the, it's like the marginal difference between starting Dan Moore versus Levi Wallace. You know? Exactly. And I think, I think Dan Moore is a much more reliable I guess he would be playing right tackle, right? Yeah. I don't think he could play right tackle. He tried last year, but I think it, I think it'd be Broderick still at right, Dan at left. If it's Spencer, I think it's Broderick at left, Spencer at right. Either way, I think Dan is a much more reliable starting tackle than yeah. Levi Wallace is a starting cornerback on on either side. Um, so to that end, I feel like the the cornerback. If you're talking about what's a more urgent need. I feel like it's corner, and so that's yes. why. I mean, Mitchell feels like home run, slam dunk, whatever word you want to use. Like I'm, I'm all in on on getting Quinion Mitchell. I I think this guy's not only a good player, but addresses probably the most, probably the biggest need that they have in this draft outside of center, probably. But yeah, I, I you know, at, at this point, like I, the Steelers draft, pick, I feel like picking at twenty is so interesting, just because they can go, like Jeremiah said, they could draft. Every offensive lineman, they could go with a corner. They could go, I don't know, a million different directions. They have they have a ton of stuff that they could they could play around with. But I feel like corner is still kind of the most urgent need. So addressing that right away, that's that's a good move in my book. I agree. I agree. Would you consider making a move for a corner? Would you consider if Quinny Mitchell was there at seventeen? Would you consider is he a guy that you would move? You know, compensation is right now what they is reliable it's decent it's nothing crazy you know yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i definitely would um like you said like moving up three spots isn't gonna isn't gonna crush you so i would absolutely move up two spots um i mean if you're giving up like a a future day three pick or something like that like who cares like i'm i'm doing that all day uh so i and it's just i mean it seems like the corner like where's Kool-Aid McKinstry going to go? You know, like there's, yep. there's some, there's some questions I feel like about where all these corners are going to go. But if you're, if it comes down to, to draft day and it's okay, we got to give up this, you know, future fifth round pick or, you know, go without our potential corner of the future. I know which one I'm giving up really easily. That's, that's not a problem at all for me. I agree. I agree. I'm moving. I'm feeling good about it, especially if it's like, there's a lot of corners in the first round that I'm like, Okay, good. You know, good, good corner, I guess. But that's how it was last year. That's how it was with the guys like Emmanuel Forbes or I don't know. I mean, Clark Phillips was up there. He he fell, but Julius Brents was one of them. Like we were talking about, great corner, lot of potential, very interesting. Not a game, pick. you know. Right. Yeah, like not 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 the guy that you like. You're kind of taking a risk there, and I think that there are a lot of corners in this draft that you're just like, all right, good, good pick. You know, could have could have been better. You're looking for a little bit more of a oh my gosh, 
type of pick at, at pick 20, especially with the limited needs that the Steelers have. I think, I think Mitchell's that, that dude. Plus he's dude. He's a Mac football guy. He's a, you know, like right. he's, it's been good to the Steelers before. That's what I'm saying. Mike Tomlin is, uh, you know, I've, that's his, that's his, that's his gist. You, you were Mac football guy. There's already, I bet you that Mike Tomlin has somehow already told this guy, Hey, you on the board, you're coming to Pittsburgh. I'm sure everybody on the Toledo coaching staff has been like, Hey, if you're on the board, you're going to Pittsburgh. I'm just, just letting you know, you're going to Pittsburgh. That's all they do is pick Mac guys. And they, and they work out almost every single time. So Mitchell would be a dude. That would be awesome. Um, I think he's, he's definitely, is he your, is he your top guy to watch the combine? Like, is he your top, like, you know, is he the guy you got your eyes on more than, more than anybody? Or is there anybody else? I mean, probably. Yeah. Like I, cause I'm just interested about how high he can, he goes up, you know, like, yeah. I feel like he's going to test really well. Like he's gonna, he's going to jump out of the building. He's going to run real fast. He's a pretty athletic guy. So I think there's only room for him to go up. I mean, it's kind of silly when you like, w- when we went to the combine last year, it's like, oh, this guy that we already knew was fast ran without pads on. Yeah, and it was all of super a sudden fast. he goes up. He, you know, he <laughs> goes from a day two pick to a to a first rounder. Like, doesn't really yeah. make sense. But so it'll always correct itself. But I'm just I'm I'm curious how high he can rise. You know, mm-hmm. because it's. I don't know. Like I said, the combine's a weird deal. Like I think the senior bowl should be most indicative of like who he is as a player because they actually have pads on. He's going against his peers, you know, kind of in live action. And um, I just wonder if that momentum's gonna gonna keep up or if, you know I- I'm just interested to see how the combine affects, especially Mitchell's Mitchell's stock. I-, I think that'll be interesting. I think that they should instead of running, you know, and like testing this which I get like there's something behind all that and I un- I understand it. But I feel like that stuff fades so like you could either really hurt yourself or it means absolutely nothing. Like Kalijah Kansi ran out of the building last year and immediately everybody's like, this dude could be a top 10 pick. Top, he didn't. He wasn't like he immediately mm. like after a week, it was like, oh, OK, well, realistically, when it comes to actual football, this is where Kalijah Kansi sits. And that's what happens to everybody. Like you run out of the building and you're just like, oh, my gosh. First pick in the draft. This guy's the first pick in the draft, and then it it settles, and it's like, okay, never mind. This let's go back to where we were. If you're slow, it kills you. But right, that's the other. I think you should like instead of that, they should just play like I don't know, just like flat, just Dodgeball. play seven on seven. You know, yeah. like let's let's see what happens when you just put the best guys in the nation up against each other and just say, all right, here, you know, no tackle. It would, it would be more entertaining for sure. I just I I think that that's going to tell you a lot more than running a 40 and maybe I, there's going to be a lot of people that are like, no way. But I, I just think once the dust settles, it does absolutely nothing except for hurt you sometimes, but right. doesn't, doesn't usually, doesn't usually help you. All right. Last thing I want to talk about here, a very interesting way to talk about the Steelers quarterback situation that has obviously been the only thing that we've talked about. I think I'm getting to the point now where I'm so excited for Monday because I cannot wait to talk about anything, but the Steelers quarterback situation, at least for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe because once free agency starts, it's right back to it. This is, you know, what's going to happen here. It is. But for right now, all the speculation, all the, like we can name every quarterback. It doesn't mean anything for the next three weeks. We've kind of hit that point. That being said, NFL networks, Steve Weich, jumped on the NFL report podcast the other day, and he was talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback situation and the conversations that are going on. He believes that the Steelers will not be interested in Justin Fields, that they want nothing to do with this guy. Why? Because of offensive coordinator 
Arthur Smith. He said, quote, this conversation about the Steelers continues to intrigue me because Arthur Smith, when he was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, he wanted no parts of Justin Fields. He had the possibility of drafting him. They took Kyle Pitts. Why now, all of a sudden, would the head coach who designed the offense taking a liking to Justin Fields? And, you know, that would be a really, really good point. If you didn't look at the draft order and how the draft shook out for the Pittsburgh Steelers or for the Atlanta Falcons. For those of you who are unaware about what the 2021 NFL draft order looked like, let me just name it off for you. We'll go the top 11 picks. Number one, Trevor Lawrence. Number two, Zach Wilson. Number three, Trey Lance. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons selected Kyle Pitts, who at the time was viewed as possibly the greatest receiving tight end of all time this dude was going to revolutionize the game of football jamar chase went next to jalen waddle penne sewell jc horn patrick sertain Devonte smith and then at number 11 justin fields so just for anybody who is interested that also would mean that if the pittsburgh steelers had the possibility to go out there and sign say jamar chase jalen waddle penne sewell J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, or Devontae Smith. They wouldn't do it. Why? Because Arthur Smith passed on him for Kyle Pitts at number four in the 2021 NFL Draft. You hear that? What are your thoughts? I mean, there are like three guys that I would take. Like you said, there are three guys. uh, No, more than three. Like four or five guys I would take in that range. Like just in that range from in between Kyle Pitts and Justin Fields that I would take over Justin. Like... Yes, this argument is not relevant at all. Like it it just isn't. Uh, I mean, there were. So, yeah, the Atlanta Falcons passed on on Justin Fields when he was drafted. But so did 10 other teams, you know, like this guy just wasn't in the range. You know, it wasn't there were a million guys that you would have drafted over him anyway and that you would still take over him like that doesn't. And this isn't a draft anymore. You know, like this isn't the same thing, you know, taking a taking a guy out of free agency or, or trading for a guy is not the same as, Oh, we've got this one limited draft pick. We got to use in the first round. Like we got to make sure it's a hit. We got to make sure that like, it, it just doesn't, I, I don't understand this argument at all. I don't understand how it's relevant. It doesn't really make any sense to me. And I also like, okay, let's assume that Arthur Smith really didn't want Justin Fields in 2020. What? 2021. This was his 2021. Draft. Yeah. Like, can people not change their minds? Like, could he not, you know, like have a change of heart? Could he also not say, okay, this guy is a better fit in this completely different team? Yes. Three year, four years later, three, four years later than he was when he was a rookie and I was head coach of a team that was picking in the top. Like, nothing about these scenarios is the same. So I don't know why they would be used to compare each other to or why they would be compared to each other in the first place. I think the when you just like break it down the whole because I mean you could I did like I did a quick Google search of like Atlanta Falcons 2021 NFL draft prospects and there's like 75 articles about how they just wanted like it was like Kyle Pitts Kyle Pitts is the perfect match for the Falcons the Falcons love Kyle Pitts I mean I clearly they wanted Kyle Pitts you know which made so much sense because the dude like he was a tight end who if there if Trevor Lawrence was not in the draft he probably would have been considered for the first pick in the draft. Like that's who that's how good this guy was viewed coming out of college. <laughs> you could break it down as simply as in Atlanta, 
when they had Matt Ryan as their quarterback, and I get it, Matt Ryan was at the end of his career, Matt Ryan as their quarterback in the fourth pick in the draft, they didn't want Justin Fields. So that immediately means that in the Pittsburgh Steelers with Kenny Pickett as your quarterback, and that is it in a completely new offense, you you still no longer want to, like, I just don't, I don't get, I don't get the, where so many things have changed. The scenario is so different. And on top of that, you're telling me that the Pittsburgh Steelers would go to Arthur Smith and say, hey, we're thinking of going to get Justin Fields, and then you're going to have the option to choose between Justin Fields and Kenny Pickett as your starting quarterback. He's just going to say no. Like, he's just going to be like, nah, I don't, I don't think that's it, man. I think we should go get Ryan Tannehill. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I just don't get, I don't get that. I don't get it at all. That's what I'm saying. Also, the, I mean, so there have been reports that the Steelers are interested in Justin Fields, that they're fans of his game, that they like him. The idea that Arthur Smith would be able to come in and completely override, you know, Art Rooney or Mike Tomlin or Omar Khan is, I think, pretty ridiculous in my eyes. Um, oh, the, wild. Right. The idea that one guy's opinion from three years ago would be enough to sway an entire front office. I don't really buy that at all. I don't I don't think that would really happen. No, there's no like there's no chance. There's no <laughs> chance. I don't even think Mike Tomlin would call him. I mean, he would, obviously. But I think that like I think if Arthur Smith was like, nah, not a fan of Justin Field. I just don't think he's that good. Mike would be like. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Omar, you can still call because we're still going to yeah. make this happen. Like I'm so, like, they're just no, no, it doesn't make it's just such totally different situation. And and the Kyle Pitts thing plays such a big role here. Like Justin Fields at no point in the draft process was considered a top a top four. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just wasn't like there were there were like he was expected to slide even farther. I think I'm pretty sure the Bears moved up to get him because at that point they were just like, all right, like how far is he going to dra- drop? Like there were, I, I mean, I just. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You could, I mean, there were, there was a possibility. Like I remember the Patriots needed a quarterback. Obviously yeah. people were talking about them getting Mac or, or uh, getting Justin Fields at 14, like or 15, like Justin Fields was not a top five pick. He just wasn't viewed as a top five pick. Doesn't mean that he's not good, especially for what you're going to get. Like you're not using a fourth round pick on the guy. You're at bare minimum, giving up a second round pick or a third round pick for Justin Fields. It's just such a different situation. But Arthur Smith, man, wants no parts of him. Wants right. zero parts of him. And and in that if in that logic, you know, in that logic, if you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, if Eric Stokes, Adafi Owe, Rashad Bateman, Peyton Turner, Greg Newsom, Travis Etienne, all those guys, they're available for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, they passed on them for Najee Harris. So looks like no chance. Not happening. Not happening. Just the draft logic's wild, wild. That one, uh, I think we could toss out as possibly the worst take when it comes to Justin Fields to this point. Right. And uh, yeah, it's definitely up there. Right. Like there are plenty of reasons why the Steelers would not go for Justin Fields. This is not one of them. This is. No, we could scratch that one off. And with that, we're going to head out here because there's just nothing left to say when you talk about Justin Fields and why the Pittsburgh Steelers don't want him because. I mean, why would you want Justin Fields over Kyle Pitts? You don't draft a player immediately when he's a rookie. Then you can never have him again. No matter where he is. No matter where he is. 32 guys. He actually, Arthur Smith doesn't actually want Najee Harris either. I'm pretty sure he was like, dude. Yeah, why didn't didn't Arthur Smith draft Najee Harris? Yeah, I had the opportunity to draft that guy at four. I decided not to do it. That's it. That's it. Pat Fryermuth, same draft. Didn't want him. 
They don't want him. That's it. Took Kyle Pitts over him. Doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't make any sense to me. With that, we're going to head out of here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Check us out anywhere you get your audio podcast. We are really pushing those audio downloads, so we greatly appreciate any subscription and review that we could get our hands on. Check all our work at allsteelers.com as we ramp up for the NFL Combine next week. And uh, as always, our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. We will be back on Monday as we preview the Combine and then take off to Indianapolis. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.